Another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. We got my man Mo producing this thing. Mo, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, bro. How you doing, man? I am feeling great, feeling fine, man. Been getting a lot of good feedback from the AWI TV. Another week in the books. Podcast, man. We appreciate the people that have tapped in. Leave some comments. Go ahead, rate, subscribe, like this whole thing. So we can keep moving. I've been sharing with you some of the feedback that we've gotten from this mo. How did it feel? Man, it feels real good. Uh shouts out to the brothers out there, man. Supporting black men. We out here you know, trying to uh trying to communicate, trying to, you know, bring people into our world and understand the things we deal with and also provide a little laughter and solutions. So I'm loving it. Special episode. I don't even know what we can say that because we don't treat it that way. It's Father's Day. Yeah. We was going to blow right past Father's Day. You hit me up. You was like, Lou, Spike Lou, we got to <laughs> do a dad's episode, bro. Like, damn, do we have to do a dad's episode? I mean, if we that don't right do it, <laughs> if we don't do it, who else going to do it? <laughs> right there is why we got to do a dad's episode. I agree. That's a fact. Uh, before we get into fathers, dads, and everything like that, off deck, what you have for us? So, on the other show, uh, my brother over here, Spike Lou, as well as Animal Brown, hosts on deck. Uh, you guys were talking about this post from ELC speaking about this '90s rapper uh, that's relevant now having a ghostwriter. My question is. Outside of just music, why do me? Why do men feel they need to dry snitch or be like a chatty patty? Like, why don't niggas keep a G no more? Like, why niggas? And the nigga went all the way to the edge. I'm just telling y'all, but I ain't gonna say it because I don't want to get killed. Why say anything? Why say anything, bro? Uh, I, I don't like get it. His job, bro. Are you you were familiar with LC beforehand? Mm-mm. Okay, so he's made a pretty much living off the rumor mill. That blog, allhiphop.com, that's how, in my opinion, way back when I, I used to go in there every day. Boom, first thing I click on. Now it's Hip Hop DX. But before then, it was all hip hop, and it was because of the rumor mill. This dude, LLC, would be able to give you, and it's archived. You can go back and read some of that shit from a long time ago, but he used to have a scoop, like the real deal inside information. Hmm. So in his field, I feel like that you kind of need that to keep the meter moving, to keep it rolling, to make this thing relevant and to grow it as far as it has grown hip hop. You need people talking about it. So I won't blame him. Stepping outside of music, like you said, with the chatty patty and men not keeping the secrets. I'll challenge you on that. I thought that that's what, like, I feel like man code still exists, but I've had the same group of fans for a long time too. Is that, am I wrong? Like, are niggas out here snitching nowadays as far as like, don't know how to keep it G in, in certain situations? Like, for example, there's certain things like me and my homeboys, like, we don't have to say a word. Like, I need you to shut up around certain people or, mm-hmm. you know, this ain't never supposed to be said again. Like, I ain't even got to tell you that they understand it. I understand it. Like, it is what it is. Does that not exist anymore? You don't think? I mean, it, I, I mean, I, <clears throat> I guess it does exist, but. It just seems like it's getting more and more popular where dudes are like, 
feel the need to have to like you doing this with this you doing this with this nigga this nigga ain't even got this nigga ain't even got bands like this nigga ain't even, you know what I, mean? I don't i don't understand like i be living by that drake line shawty want to tell me secrets about a rap nigga i tell that she's more attractive when you hold it down and i always i believe that i i'm not saying and my friends are for the most part like that but i've had other friends in the past in college days where like niggas might be like secretly like trying to pursue what you pursuing so they kind of yeah. kind of throw you under the bus a little bit like i mean he you know That's he was like part. this in his last relationship but yeah, I don't know, Mac. bro. Dirty Mac. That Dirty Mac in a part of some niggas get down. Like some niggas, that's, that's day game. <laughs> this how I get down. The Dirty Mac. But you gotta, I, and, and I feel like the responsibility lies on us as men. Like I gotta peep that out. I, 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 I have this thing where I don't even, I can be personable with people and never share no personal information. Like never like let you in on what I got going on. Like I, I, and I guess that's why I'm, my friends and, and, and we, we've been friends like all my friends that I would call my close friends we've been friends for 25 30 years then. like we and and I just say that to say going outside of that friend group sharing permanent information and I don't want people to repeat or doing stuff around people that I wouldn't feel comfortable with them repeating even when it comes to the sense of if I were dating like who I'm dating and shit like mm-hmm. I don't really share the information about it I know niggas is leeches. Like niggas like will find a way. In my sense, what I've always seen, especially if they feel like that you got some type of ups on them, like the dirty macking just goes with. Like it's just certain how they are. You a generation behind me. Would you agree? Like would you go all the way back to school and look at it now and just see some dirty macking ass niggas like? I, okay, I I have I've dirty Mac before. I go act like I'm holding it down. <laughs> when that Drake, when that Drake Marvin's room came out, nigga, every nigga in my generation was definitely like fuck that nigga. Like I, so, but nah, seriously, I mean, every nigga probably has. Yeah, you know, if you just like, I don't, I I think you could do better, you know. <laughs> but no, I, I, I mean. I'm not going to even say it's popular with my generation because I'm 32. So it's like, I'm not going to say that, but I guess maybe I'm seeing it more now or maybe it's just getting more attention or whatever. And even tying it back to it, what you say? More of it on social media now. Like now we got. Okay. There's this thing now where people are vying for attention. Hmm. I heard a, a synopsis the other day talking about how, as opposed to satellite cable in previous generations the different channels or Instagram people Twitter followers now you're subscribing to one specific or YouTube subscriptions whatever you're looking at and consuming during the day mm-hmm. people are actually watching that shit more than TV and mm-hmm. there's this competition that I feel like that people create with themselves in their head I gotta do this I gotta do that and then it trickles down to their everyday life of them having to hate on the love motherfucker because they ain't where they feel like they need to be at. Mm. I mean, you know, he's such and such. He did this, that, and the third. When I feel like if you're on your grind, and this sounds cliche to say, man, you ain't even got time to worry on doing the dirty man, bro. Like, if I'm getting mine in, like, I just left a good therapy session with my dude. <laughs> well, go ahead, educate us, Dr. Lou. Yeah, I'm going to get him here, man, get my guy. He asked to come on, too. Like, really? Yeah, absolutely. He want to come on, so we're going to get D on here, man. But 
I, we we talked to something similar to this, and he was talking about how if you're living and being vulnerable to your truth, like you really don't have time to notice other motherfuckers. I'm working on myself so much, like I couldn't I couldn't even tell you nothing about a nigga that dirty man. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess it just spews through a little bit sometimes. That, I guess that's probably more of it, like because I'm like that too. Like I don't really be like low hanging fruit, but sometimes it spews through there here and there. You like, here we go with this shit. So just just concluding, like tying it back to the ill C thing. Okay, that's that's his profession. So let's take the whole situation out of just the the dry snitching or whatever. Why even pump fake, bro? What's up with the pump fake? All right, and I think y'all did a, a a great service to narrowing it down to y'all possibility of who y'all thought it was, right? Or who he's referring to. But why pump fake it? Like you already there. You on the legs, bro. Just I don't I I don't understand that. You know what I mean? Just say who it is. It yeah, I mean you you there. It's like man, I hit this chick. She's so bad, dog. I'm telling you, bro. She you know her too. Nah, you don't you know her, bro. Like tenth grade though, like niggas is different, bro. Like they different. It's a different type of thought process that I don't think a lot of <coughs> us normal guys can relate to. And I'll mm. segue that into another okay. blog, nigga, some news. I wonder if you've seen, I'd love to hear your opinion on it. We talking about fathers and, and things of that nature. Academics, you know who that is, right? Yes, sir. Did you see his latest comment? No, I don't I don't pay attention to niggas like well, this may, you're a father. You may want to hear this. Okay. All right. So he was being interviewed and he was on something and he says, chicks between the ages of 17 to 21 are all the same to him. If she got a college ID, she can get fucked, is what he said. So my thing was when I first seen that and I looked at it, I kind of had a reaction he did, rolled my eyes deep side, like, ugh. Mm hmm. And then I thought about it too, to my point of what I'm saying. Like, th- that's what I expect from a nigga like him. Like, he a blog <laughs> nigga. You probably mm-hmm. sitting in your basement. Mm-hmm. Like, he look nasty. Like, if, if a nigga has that preference, he would be that nigga. But to say it out loud, I think opens a whole nother can of worms that he feels comfortable enough and powerful enough that I can do this and I can fuck with little girls that are 17. And like, what are you guys going to do to me? Like, you know that's against the law. You know that's how it's going to be received. But yet and still, you felt comfortable enough to say that in front of people? Where do you think that comes from? I think that... Or even how do you digest that as a... You, you got a little... Girl, right? Yeah, seven-year-old, yeah. How how do you digest that knowing that this nigga's out there like that? Like, what you saying? <laughs> Your little girl when she's 17. Because I get a lot of that's First and foremost. First, 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 first of all. No, I'm just... <laughs> Nah, uh, first and foremost, I don't believe my daughter would be into a nigga like that. Like, that's what I would like to believe, but I'm sure every father would probably say something like that. Facts. Um, but with him saying that, I think that what happens is he's he's caught up in this his brand of trying to create this authenticity. I keep it real all the time. Every all my content is real. This is real life. I said what I meant. I ain't lying, no cap, no nothing, no. So that's his brand. So I feel like this is going to be a classic case if he continues with this misconduct here this is going to be a classic case of the Dave Chappelle skit when keeping it real goes wrong dead ass like if you, you keep playing like that then you, you they gonna, people start doing checking out the receipts and trying to you know what I mean oh yeah 
So for me, it it don't do nothing for me because I mean, to me, he's a black man, and I don't want to bring him down too much. He's making money doing his thing, but he just he just be real gumpish to me. Like he just like a dude that I feel like you probably you know what I mean you probably masturbate two three times a day, bro. <laughs> and on the weekend you might get some. Like that's how I feel. That's how, every time I see him, I've always felt that way. Like Ooh, I promise, bro. Like niggas that be talking that's like the type of style. Yeah, that, those thoughts to the thousand make me think when I see this. Yeah, yeah he the type of nigga. Like I'm the type oh, yeah. of nigga that's gonna try to get a a 17 year old purposely, purposely not ask for state ID. I'm only oh, you got a college ID. Mm-hmm. Like who even asked for a college ID? <laughs> How would I know if a bitch got a college ID, nigga? <laughs> never asked. Let me see your ID. And a bitch pull out a like bitch. Your real ID. <laughs> I would say if she pulled out a college ID, but this nigga so nasty. Bro, <laughs> college ID. She's game. How would I know if she got a college ID, bro? Shit, bro. got a date on it, dude. Why is that like the like you got? Is that the entry to play? Like what? Dog. Like this? You gotta you gotta have this this type of ID to ride this ride. Like what? Yeah, that's crazy. Again, <laughs> That that part definitely concerns me. But what okay. concerns me even more is the attitude mm-hmm. that blog niggas like him have. Or if you're familiar with uh, conspiracy, like Alex Jones, mm-hmm. you know who that is. Why- I've heard his name. Yeah. About- yeah. So the problem that I have is how comfortable that they get when you get in your bag and you get your fan base and you think that oh shit, they can't do nothing to me. I can stay whatever. Mm-hmm. And then. It's people that go out here and then do that shit that they just up there talking about. Like, act probably couldn't. Seventeen year old bitches truly, honestly think he lame. Probably, probably not getting no seventeen year. Probably black girls, yeah. But it's <laughs> niggas out there that are like him that are looking at him as cool and then think that they can do that too. That's mm-hmm. the problem. That's mm-hmm. the problem with him standing on the platform saying that he does. Is if you do that nasty ass nigga, keep mm-hmm. that shit to yourself. Cause it ain't cool. You know it ain't cool. Cause you wouldn't have had to put context on it if it was cool. That's the problem that I have with that's what's nasty about it. But you know what's even nastier, bro? <laughs> A lot of our black families have <laughs> grandparents was like doing nasty shit like that bro dead ass rest in peace to most of our grandparents it, it was a different time but was it though <laughs> i mean was they more so much more mature my great grandmother this is this this wild to think about now my great grandmother married her husband after her fifth child nigga. with him no, <laughs> he married her with five children, nigga. Damn. I said, God damn, well, she grandma was out there, God damn. Oh yeah. Oh, it was different times. You right? <laughs> different. Ain't nothing really doing that today. Nah. Like, they just had different mindsets. I think my great my great grandmother had her first child. At, I want to say fourteen, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Then my grandmama, she had her first child at fifteen, sixteen, then seventeen. Like she got four children. And she had them all before twenty years old. Damn, we be thinking we we think oh like that. Man, like motherfuckers weren't going to school like like <laughs> it was different. <laughs> niggas that had nothing to do. Niggas that just pull up the phone like. <laughs> I said you want older bitches now? Just find them. Niggas go to a date now. College campuses. I, I don't know. I just, I really think that he tries to come off like this confident nigga, but deep down inside, side, he's just a happy to be here nigga. Like, 
Honestly, that's how I feel. I think that's been replaced. I think really grew into that confident nigga because he said outrageous shit. He got these stand boys behind him that's following mm-hmm. him. Anyway, mm-hmm. go agreeing with whatever he say. Now you feel like oh, I got the power. And the thing about niggas like that, they never been popular or been in power. So when they get it, mm. shit, oh, I can wild out now. Hence me saying, oh, I sleep with 17 year olds. I mean, yeah, when he kind of played an intricate part of bringing the Joe Budden podcast down, I guess that all of ammunition you need. <laughs> Joe, get that shit off his air. I don't know what it was on. I don't know if it was on Joe shit. I don't know where he said that shit at. Yeah. I seen the clip of it real much. Yeah. I said, well. I sent you something. It's a page that you you spoke about that you be watching that be breaking down the gang activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a video on like basically the demise, like the build up all the way. It's like an hour and some change, but like he was a heavy part of that. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about behind us? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking. Oh, okay. I see. What you're I mean, I'm, yeah, like academics. I'm saying like that played a part in the title, but I never clicked on it. The break up of the Warrior Mall. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. Yo, yep. podcast. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, if you, me and you were day one fans, so I think that you kind of know. But like, but way he breaks it down and like little intimate things, like it's crazy, dog. Yeah. So that's off deck. Moving on, Mo. Father's Day weekend coming. You got big plans? Nah, man, not really, man. We about to get ready to move next month to Florida. You know what I'm saying? July 22nd. So it's like around the corner. Like I, I just put up on Pops uh, to get my little brother to hang out with my daughter. And your dad got a son the same age as your daughter. Yeah. Oh man, that's a <laughs> bro. He's he can be my son. He can be my son, niggas. Oh, yes. oh, <laughs> nah, but um. His wife was like, y'all doing something on Father's Day? And I told her, like, hey, yo, it's it's because my wife just had a birthday beginning of this month. We knew after that, yeah. it's it's a wrap, buddy. Like, anybody want to get with us, y'all can get with us. But, like, as far as us making plans and doing things, right? Nah, we got shit to do, bro. Was you cool with that as a father? What? Like, did you cool with, like, we go gloss on? Like, is that, is that a... Is that a sacrifice that you make being a father? Like, knowing that I got this other shit going on. I ain't really, y'all ain't got to put no stress on Father's Day. Like, we can just keep it moving because we got bigger things to do. That's a sacrifice. So, so which aspect? Are you talking about the aspect of, like, my wife and... You really saying fuck Father's Day, honestly, right? What, what, what? We don't need nothing. We ain't got to go out to dinner. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm already straight. Nothing extra got to happen. You already oh. shut it down. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm already straight. I'm more so relaying it to, like, my dad, like, you know what I mean? Like you telling your dad he ain't like like I mean I'm I probably get him like a nice bottle of wine. You know what I mean? I'm I'm gonna hook him up with that. But don't like expect don't expect nothing out the ordinary. I'm just making <sighs> a point here, which is why I'm trying to be clear. Yeah, what yeah well, there's some historical things that kind of always will play a part in like how far I'm willing to go with like. Well, not even your dad. I'm talking about for you, like what your expectations are and how they got thrown off because your family had other stuff going on. Ah, they wasn't thrown off at all. I, I I'm always I expect nothing. I'm I'm always like that. I, I'm never looking for nothing because I don't really, honestly, bro. I it's it'd be cheesy to me. Like just we gonna oh because everybody I don't care, bro. Because everybody's doing it. It's the day that we elect to be celebrated as a father on Father's Day. I feel like I should be celebrated any day, honestly. Like when you have a moment and you just be like you know what, I love you, Daddy. Like 
Uh, you know what, That's babe? You are such a good father. I almost stop it. Sounds good. You're oh, see, good look. Guy. Oh my it gosh. See, good, <laughs> here. Let me ask you this. All right, go for it. What? You think about it this way. Then, let's say this happened in May, and you told your wife, mm-hmm. "Hey, babe, we got a lot going on. We moving, and you know, everything mm-hmm. was going on. Let's change your birthday for you. So let's say I, you just had a birthday. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And you tell your wife. It's just we ain't really got to do a lot for Mother's Day. Like, I'm, I'm gonna celebrate you every day, you know. But we move, we got a lot going on. How well would that go over? What the house? You said it like women ain't different. You know damn well they totally different. All I'm doing is asking a question. Nah, bro, you know they different. <laughs> they totally oh, different. I'll be celebrated every day. <laughs> Try that shit with your wife, nigga. What? I'll celebrate you every day. We can skip Mother's Day. Bro, you know how many arguments you didn't have where you said, okay, well, let that have been me. You know they ain't like us. Why you trying to like, that don't no, work no, when that, you try to flip that, it. That goes to my point of what we're talking about here is black men. So why yeah. do you feel comfortable saying, hey, man, you know what? Y'all ain't got to celebrate me today. Why don't you be like, why Why? Why aren't you as bothered? I ain't saying you need to push okay. your family or nothing yeah. like that. I'm not trying to cause a, a, a rift in your household. But I'm asking <laughs> this question to people listening myself because I mm-hmm. have the same sentiment as you, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you as well, like, why don't we press the issue? Like, we'll sit here and complain. Oh, Mother's Day don't get the same. We won't get the same. All I got is socks. All I got is a tie. I ain't getting nothing, nigga. Cause you acting like it don't matter. That's true. Nice That's true. You specifically. Nah, but you right though. Like we, I went through. Like us, it's cool. If you act indifferent, you're gonna get indifference. Yeah, I've. But I've went. You're right because I've. Since she's been seven, I've gone through all those different phases. Like I really want something. I really want to be. I've gone through all of the phases. I, at this phase, I'm just. It's been like this for a few years, but a, just a happy Father's Day do it for me. It ain't no like cliche nothing. It's just. And when I say like every day, I don't mean like oh, keep acknowledging me every day that I'm a good father or I'm a, a active father. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. I don't I don't know bro I have a I, I'm, I'm a big anti person on a lot of stuff that just because y'all said to do it I'm supposed to do it I can't help it bro I'm just built like that like oh because I gotta go broke because it's Christmas oh I gotta get a be a fat ass because it's Thanksgiving like I'm just anti like uh, on a lot of stuff because you said I gotta do it holidays and general yeah. you, you would call yourself a cynic <laughs> educate me sir uh, well, you just against the norm all the time, like a, a like a contrarian. Contrarian, exactly. In, in a way, but not not not, not to, for the sake to be that though. Like I'm not a person. Like I'm everything everybody else doing. I'm different. Like I'm not trying to be so, that. I'm I'm not really asking in that sense. Okay. Because I see what you're saying from the perspective of holidays, and I see what you're saying in the perspective of oh, everybody else is doing. Why don't you? What I'm more so saying is. The days reserved for fathers already. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about that. So, I, mm-hmm. being like, celebrating it or not, in that perspective, it doesn't really matter. It's going to go down regardless. Mm-hmm. What I'm asking for you, me, other black men are, are listening, what is it that we say? Oh well, fuck it. I don't need you to celebrate me. Is it pride? Is it you? I don't feel like I'm doing a good enough job because, like you just said, and women. They're going to be like, nah, nigga, it's Mother's Day. You better give me some. The two-year-old better give me some. My mama better give me some. Your mama better give me some. 
everybody better call me with a mother's day wish but for fathers it's more so like it's you you lucky if you get a father's day from your homeboys I don't know. Niggas would be like, too. Oh, it's cool. It's, you know, it's just another day for me. I don't know, bro. It's probably something deeply rooted. It's it's probably like some like reverse psychology of it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing of, uh, you know, how when you, you you might list the things, the things that, let's just say a relationship, if even like a relationship with your child or relationship with your, your, your significant other. And you like get in a moment where you're having an argument or disagreement and you say, I do this, I do that, I do this. And then, and then in the middle argument, stop. Okay. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, your child. Or, or in the relationship with, okay, if you my man, that's what you're supposed to do. Are you my girl? That's what you're supposed to do. So I guess maybe in some way it's just like, it's cool just saying happy Father's Day, I guess, but like going all the way out and like, oh, this and that. I mean, it's just not activism. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we got to, everybody, we got this is for all of the fathers that never was, that really been there. And I mean, I don't know, bro. I, I'm just talking about for, But, talking but about it taking me. Taking me out the equation, right? I think it's still necessary. Okay. Uh, just because we don't always need to be broken down all the time, and if this is one opportunity that y'all can build us up, men, but really particularly black men that are fathers that have been in their child's life, if this is one time that you can just celebrate and lift them up. Do that, but say that. Say that you want say that. that. Yeah, I'm say with you. That's cool. It's cool to want to be want recognition shown to you, even if, like you say, like that's what you're supposed to do as a husband. That's what you're supposed to do as a boyfriend, a father. Like, cool. Yeah, I am doing my job. Don't do the bare minimum first. Mm-hmm. Secondly, acknowledge me for that. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay to want acknowledgement for it. To be told that you're doing a good job, and it's okay for people to acknowledge you and you'd accept a compliment. I know you. It wasn't you and I talking about black men accepting compliments, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's hard for us, and this can go into the one of the topics that we mm-hmm. got written down here. And I learned this from my therapist. It's hard for us to take compliments because of this ain't everybody, but if if you lack a male voice in your life early, then you don't know or have. Uh, the a way to digest it later in life when it comes to confronting other men is what my therapist told me i'm trying to find a way to put it the right way but the way he explained it to me is you know how they can tell you that a woman can't raise a man Mm -hmm. in in the sense of there are things that a man can give you that a woman can't and specifically what that points to is like your mom can send you out in the world and she's going to be protective of you because that's a woman's nature. Like you said, we're different. Mm-hmm. Like you're a nurturer as a mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. So naturally, as a nurturer, she wants to protect you because she's going to make you more hesitant to do things. Mm-hmm. Or if you fuck up to make you not want to try those things again, because her as a nurturer, she wants to take care of you. She don't want you to go through that trauma or those bad things. When you have a father or a dad in the home, when you fuck up, when you make a mistake, when when he sends you out into the world, he sends you out there knowing as a man, and hey man, shit gets hard sometimes. Don't mm. come back over here crying to me in a fatherly way, of course. Mm-hmm. Don't come back over here crying to me if you fall on your face, things don't go your way, you don't make the team. Dust yourself off, 
Hmm. Take this advice and go back out there. Now, if you don't have a man in your life when you're growing up, you don't hear that. You only get the other side of it. You only get the wow. woman part of it. So you don't develop that resistance that you would have when you have a father in the home. And when he told me that, I was like, damn, that's crazy. And mm-hmm. I started going through my friend group as far as the ones that grew up with fathers and the ones that didn't. And he was right. Like the way that they carried themselves, the way that they responded to stuff, you could tell the ones that had more resistance than the other. Like the ones that were told or had to do shit from a man's standpoint versus a woman telling you to do it. And that went a long way as far as how you grow up and how you process things, especially for me when he was telling me that since I just grew up with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I don't really take the feedback and all of that shit. Well, I get, he said, you can get down on yourself quick when you just grow up around women because women, it's in their nature. Like you said, we're different. They constantly nag, they constantly own you. It ain't a bad, not in a bad way, but in the yeah. sense of wanting to you to be better as a woman, as a nurturer. So they constantly going to be on you mm-hmm. as to where a man is more accepting of failure and things that happen because as a man you know how it is in this world for you mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. so you want to make the process and what we were talking about that unwritten man law earlier yeah. you want to make that easy as possible so you're going to be a little bit more forgiving when your son come home with a DUI mm-hmm. you can't go out and do this shit every time versus the mom who's like Feared now, you terrified. <laughs> these right? these are facts. Scared, you scared? She trying to protect you from doing it again, versus the dad who thinks, "Look, bro, this is a mistake. I've been through this shit too. Well, I know a friend that been through it. This is what you need to do. This is how you bounce back. This is how you keep your head on straight." Like women are more panicky than men in most senses. Do you agree or disagree with that? Or I know it was a lot. What do you think? About <clears throat> no, you. It's very interesting. First off, I want to say shout out to your therapist. Um, cause that, that, they get, they, they are, you're in good hands. It sounds like for one, because for you to grow up without your father and have that level of enlightenment, if you never said that, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have known that because, cause you operate with a certain liberation that I don't think that a lot of black men your age who did not have the father uh, in the scene operate and when I say that it doesn't mean that they don't reach the maturity level but what it is is that they don't know how to be at that age I feel like I feel like you're still chasing something to kind of look for a certain I guess masculine approval in some kind of way yeah they, the friendships I talked about that a little bit like they're still searching for that masculine void it's not there and shout out to my mom, though. She never, I never heard a bad thing about my dad from her. Regardless of that situation. So I never went into it. Cause he and I are cool now. Like we'll talk on the phone, joking around and shit. How did y'all get there? Huh? How did y'all get there? Um, my senior year. Well, this goes to the story. So I guess I can tell this, this story because this goes to what I just said. So. Again, didn't grow up with my dad. I don't even remember how I came. Okay, his, I came across his cousin in the city at some point, my senior year in high school. I always knew of him. Um, he was Nashville, not that big of a city. Most of the black people know each other, especially back then. So growing up, my dad was popular. So people would see me and, oh, it's little Louis or such. So they knew him, uh, older people that age. And I knew of him through that. Like people would stop me sometimes and 
tell me they knew my daddy and such and such and this, that, and the third. Um, but how we got to the point of being cool and having conversation, my senior year in high school, my mom rented me a car. We went to Kentucky Kingdom. It was a amusement park in Louisville. Oh yeah. The senior trip per se. You know what you know about that? Oh yeah. Indianapolis, you know about that. Now yeah, I used to live in Kentucky. So Yeah. Absolutely. So we're headed to Kentucky Kingdom, skip school day. Me and Animal Brown was in the car with me. And my homeboy Jay Ho, he was in the car with me. We were following my other homeboys up there. Like his sister ran him a car. Same homeboy with the gold teeth. <laughs> and man, we was doing dumb shit. If I'm talking about, we was probably going 100, 120. Man. Just flying for no damn reason. <laughs> and the police was sitting over in the media. And that nigga hit the brakes right in front of me after we flying. Trying to slow down for the police. I didn't stop at the time and rammed him in the back. Oh. Totaled Plot the twist. Damn. Yeah. Totaled the cars. My little homie had to go to the hospital because his head got the part of the window bus. He got stuck in his head. Totaled the cars out. <laughs> Crazy thing about that nigga. The police pulled off out there. They didn't, that police that was sitting there that we slowed down for, I don't even think that he even seen it. Or either he came and just wrote us a ticket for the wreck. Didn't even say nothing about the speed. Damn. Well, that being said, and just what I just told you about, mm-hmm. you know, mamas and nurturing. Remember, never grew up with my dad. Mom been there for my whole life. The first thought I have is to call my dad. Not mm. my mama, because she rented the car. I knew what the knew what oh, it was going to be. Oh, shit. Why was you going that fast? <laughs> that, like, all of that. Like, you supposed to be responsible. I'm trying to blame him. I, I blamed. I blame my homeboy that was driving in the front car for the longest, wrongfully so. I don't even know if I ever apologized, and I should. Though, but I definitely, because he and I like probably my best friend. But for the longest, I was mad at him, acting like it was his fault. And what? Like, mm. I should have been paying attention. But he threw on the brakes, and I'm dumb, young man. Man, he went slam on the brakes. He's mad. <laughs> But <laughs> two things happened. Uh, I called my dad. He told me, you know, you just basically like I just talked me through it. Like, bro, okay, nigga, I wreck eight, nine cars. Like, of course, it's easy for this nigga to say, ain't no money for the company. I'm 40 and thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, essentially, that voice that I was telling you about that the therapist said, and this is what made it register with me so much when he was telling me this, is because I remember doing it. I remember not like not wanting to call my mom, not even in the sense of thinking I was getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, to anything wrong anyway. I had a job, I paid for shit, you know? mm-hmm. But uh, it was more so the disappointment that I didn't want my mom to have, but she clearly had some But don't be, you know how that's done. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. your mom do some rent you a car, get you a hotel room, because I'm on you. I'm on you. Do that for me. Let me let me chime in right here. What's up? Uh, there's one thing that. There's a there's a men or a man comfort that women can't give that people that that was talking. Think about it. If you telling you, bro, with that you miss that your oh man, it don't even register to you. Oh man, start to receive it from somewhere. Yeah, most men to your point, they never receive it. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about that that thing that you do when most guys are uncomfortable and they just bragged up braggadocious self because they never mm-hmm. receive that comfort that you get there. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why they, they, they try to search for them OGs or they try to search for certain, Absolutely. uh, you know, big bros and big homie, you know, and, and then also I wanted to say on the other end and this may be something you may have or may or may not have felt and maybe some other, you know, young boys that may can relate, but like you think like really we got room to disappoint, you know what I mean? For our mom. That's but, the thing though. You're supposed to. You're I know, but 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 check this out though. You don't know that. Right. But check this out. Somewhere subconsciously, if I am the young man, the young boy, and it's me and moms. In some kind of way, in the back of my head, I refuse to disappoint her to a certain level because my daddy did. Somebody else already. And I ain't about to be that. Even though it's like, dude, I'm only 18. You know what I mean? Like somewhere deep. And I told my me and my mom had a conversation about something of this nature. I mean, maybe a year or two ago, but just like kind of like carrying like a certain burden because of her and my dad not working out and like trying to kind of step in and fill that void but sometimes feeling like you kind of put too much on me you know as the son and 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 she don't intentionally do it but like sometimes it's, it's just like that and i don't have the explanation i mean i'm not a therapist but but yeah i i just wanted to chime in there i thought that that's that's really in- so that wasn't your first conversation with him though Nah, nah, nah. I, I know him. Like, oh, I, you had start to actually like a, build a little parent thing. Like, my dad, he was one of them. Like, because he was popular, he had been around before the whole thing that you go through. Or I'm coming through, like, hostel, playing the park bench that day came and went. Fuck, mm-hmm. you show up, the worst kind of pain. Like, it would be those. Like, I'm yeah, I'm coming, or I'm bringing. It. Oh man, he never show up. Yeah. yeah, there would be times that he did. There would be mm-hmm. times I went with him, and even before then, like, he was locked up, and his. <laughs> I'm thinking how this conversation even went now. Like, <laughs> he's funny. Mm. The woman that he was dating at the time, like, so his his friends used to coach me in football and shit. So they knew of him too. And the woman that he was dating at the time when he was locked up would try to come in and get me to take me to go see him. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time specifically, I just didn't want to go because he took me one time. It was like, I was like, I right, I ain't, I don't even know why I'm here. I may have been about seven or eight. Oh, yeah. But even beyond that, she tried to take me another time. I didn't want to go. But I'm feeling like he told her to do, I don't give a fuck what he said. He, 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 <laughs> did he come because she was mm-hmm. really aggressive and trying to get me to go. I remember when I was like, nah, I'm not going. <laughs> but anyway, to cap off the story and to take it, yeah, that wasn't my first conversation with him. No. Okay. The point that I was making is the, the comfort that I was looking for, I couldn't get from my mom, even though she had done mm-hmm. uh, everything that I needed for her to do in my life to that point. Um, now, I say all that to say, he had came to a point in his life where he had put all that stuff behind him that he was popular for and went to jail for. He was real heavy in the God. He was uh, preaching at some point, talking to men's ministry groups. So he was prepared for that call, mm-hmm. actually, when... Uh, I gave it to him. He gave me some advice. One of the things that I took away from that as far as, as that was, I didn't have to be mad at him for not being around. Even with that circumstance that presented itself to me of holding the car out, now figuring out how I'm about to pay for this and having a problem with my friend because I'm blaming him for some stupid shit that I did. Just circumstances in life present themselves, man. And, Maybe you make a different decision if you get a chance to do it again, but you can't hold it against people, especially if they're trying to do better. 
And mm-hmm. when I spoke to him at 18, I felt like that he was trying to do better. So we did. We kept in touch. We started to talk more and more. I started to trust him more and more. And how we got to the point today was that day, that mm-hmm. situation, that phone call. But he was prepared for it. And that was one of the things that I always remember that he said on the call is that he felt like everything that he had, because he, I don't know if he was full of shit or not, but he had always said that he had, since he had gotten his life straight, prayed for a relationship with his older son, me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the, I was preparing myself for a day that I didn't know would ever come with ministry and talking mm-hmm. to men and this and that and the third. Mm-hmm. And here it is, you thought to call me out of the blue when this happened. And that impacted me to a point too. We're like, okay, well, I do need to give him a shot. What I'm walking around mad at him for. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't make service in me any, but that got us to the point where we have a relationship now. We <laughs> haven't had any issues having a relationship. Now, the only time we've had an issue now <laughs> is, um, this that he got Facebook and I'm sure his wife or children have Instagram that he has now. So he'll see me on Instagram or something. And he'll, uh, uh, he'll call. I may not answer two or three times. The Gemini and him, he got a call back to back and then you must be out there just getting, you just rich and shit. You can't answer the phone for your dad and it's cool. It's all right. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I went 25 years without even probably hearing from you on a consistent basis. <laughs> like but that's the type of relationship that we okay. told him at. I like that. He laughed and he was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that you were taking that serious. I was yeah. joking. I, I, I wasn't being for real when I was yeah. saying it. But we didn't have that rapport. I didn't know that. I'm thinking he being for real, like, why you're not answering the phone? Yeah. But again, yeah. that's from not having that male voice in my life. That's from not having that back and forth with a father who ribs you like that and stuff when you're growing up. Because I got two. I know my girl. Huh? I'm about to say, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you. I, I had two questions before I lose. One, how was his father, your grandfather in his life? Do you know anything about that? Because a lot of things, a lot of things tap into cycles. And I think for me, that helped what we talked about on a previous episode about just giving grace to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask one, how was his father towards him or, you know, their relationship? And then two, did your mother have any issue at some point when you get closer with your dad and then at moments you might defend him and make her feel some kind of way because he wasn't there? Mm. Well, I had a good question about the father and the mother. I asked him about his dad not too long ago, actually, when we were talking, uh, because we were talking about he, my dad, like, he smoked brisket and all this other shit, and I was smoking some, it's funny what you bond over him later in life, and I was smoking some meat, too, so he called, we talking for a long time, telling me how to set the grill up and all this shit, but his dad had told him how to do it in this secret barbecue sauce that he was trying to get me to make and all this shit, and, um... I asked him what his dad did. He said his dad drove trucks. I met him one time. Okay. And he said his dad drove trucks. And this is people listening to this that know me are going to aha and probably say, that's it, and, and laugh at the radio. But I can't. I'm a terrible driver. I'm, really? I'm literally, I'm off. I hate driving. All right, well then, cool. I know when I get to, when I get out there, then you ain't. <laughs> time that I can hop in the passenger seat, I'm doing it. Hey, nigga, I'm a cruiser. They know me, they know that. They like, yeah, that's Lou. But his dad drove trucks. Yeah. And come to find out that his dad drove trucks, but was a real heavy alcoholic as well. Mm. He wrecked the truck, almost killed himself. So he 
from that point on didn't like driving or want to drive anymore my dad told me that he wrecked maybe 14 cars he says his life or more how's this possible his exactly his brother died in a drunk driving accident so it like wow. you said with generational curses yeah me not driving not, not <laughs> like make a whole lot of goddamn sense the other day when i was talking to my dad damn that's crazy it's crazy how those things can get embedded in you for you not even knowing and i i attributed that to that but uh yeah his dad was a truck driver and uh was he around or was he away a lot or like because i mean you, your dad was that dude that he stayed on the road a lot until that accident hence my dad okay 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 there we go that that's what i was trying to I was alluding to because I was trying to see kind of like <clears throat> those pockets. Yeah. Like like what, what influence? Because my dad, he was a, <clears throat> he had a, he had me, my brother and sister at uh, 18, 19 and 20. And my mom was two years older and uh, they got married and they were, he was 17 when they got married. And so they're too he's too young so he had to have his parents sign the license he's too young to sign his own marriage license right and and so anyway uh they they eventually didn't work out i mean they were young got together um got married you know had sex popped all three of us out back to back to back um so he was in and out of the picture and it was difficult when we was first in Indy because eventually when I was 11 we moved to Kentucky but like it was difficult because he was here but then he wasn't here and speaking of generational uh, I don't know what the word is I want to use I want to use the right word here habits he was very active with women like if I gave a number on here people wouldn't believe it your dad? yeah it, we, we talking three digits just know that <laughs> yeah some stupid like some for him not to be famous is nuts uh but so but i he was like that and then his brothers was like that so they all were like real promiscuous like all very active with women like all in relationships cheating on their wife cheating on their girlfriend or whatever you know having having babies on you know what i mean they all were active every single one of them and so you get down to my generation and then there's me and then there's my sister and my brother now my sister she that that's not in her that she got more of my mom and my brother straight him and ironically enough my brother older. is gay younger i'm the oldest oh you so i have a i have a brother right under me and then my dad has you know I have two other siblings from two other other women that my dad have, has been married to uh, previously. So, but my brother, he's a year younger than me. He's gay, and he's been out there. <laughs> and so, for me, I've talked to my wife about this, talking about generational habits. There's a certain beast or monster inside of me that feels that pull. We've been married for 10 years, but I feel that. And I'm like, what is that? And it makes it hard because sometimes you're like, I don't understand. Why do you feel that way about women? Why do you see? I don't under, I don't get it. And I'm telling her, this is coming from. And I, I asked my dad about my granddad. 
He was like, yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he said, you know, you know, your dad, your granddad had that Billy D. Williams thing going on. Oh man, and I can see it too. He's really good looking like that back in the day, you know. But Ooh, oh yeah, if I showed you, like, oh yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but uh, so that generational thing, I just to kind of put a bow on that. It's a real thing, and and it's good to have these conversations if you are, uh, if you can, with your father because you need to know what you're up against. You need to know. You need to have an understanding of who you are through the lineage. Without that, you know, you you out here, you know, kind of any kind of way with no explanation, searching for a reason why I'm like this or why do I do this or what is this about? And it's definitely brought clarity for me. So I know what I'm up against. So I tell her, understand that what I'm feeling these things or whatever, I'm not going to act on it. I'm not going to step out on it. I'm not going to do any of these things. Just know that it's in there and I got it under control. But I understand the source, but it's up to me to change the cycle. That's a very transparent conversation to have with your wife. Oh yeah, I, mean, I see why you married. Us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. It wasn't always easy. No, it wasn't. It took a while. It definitely took a while because it. We talking about conversation with her, or for her to understand it. Understand, and even then, it's probably still not quite, and it may not because it always come off like, ah, oh, you. You just saying like when you be like, oh, it's man shit. And you be like, nah, I ain't no man shit. That's just you. You know, it, you know how it is. Like it, but I know, and I'm like, even if you don't understand, I know this because I've really took time to understand what's going on with me. So, <laughs> yeah. To answer your second question, man, my mom never. My mom always knew she did her job, so she never really felt threatened. Okay. But I do have a story as to that answers that question in a nutshell. Uh, I don't have any tattoos And there's a reason for it uh, When I was 15 or 16 I wanted to get one But of course I wanted I wasn't going to just get I wasn't going to do the thing That I did with my gold teeth And just go get And I think this was before the gold teeth this is, I think this is what made me Just go get the gold teeth And I tell them It's this tattoo situation But I never got a tattoo after this And so I asked her I was like hey mom You don't mind if I get a tattoo dude you said it casually like that. <laughs> of course, I should be able to do this. I'm paying for it, right? That's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, it's probably how I should be responding to my 15 year old, like, just arrogant ass. <laughs> but she hit me with a curveball that I definitely wasn't expecting. And she was like, Yeah, call your dad and ask him. Oh, mind oh, you. Oh, mind you damn. This nigga, I up with him or anything of that nature so 16 you don't even have the intellect to think through what's going on here I'm just like oh, okay shit yeah that, that'll work I know this nigga can't say nothing give me the phone let me find the number man do you got his number quick let me find somebody that find his number I definitely get him on the phone right now to ask him so I did that I found the number <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh I call this nigga and him being slow and not in the position to to like in with the wreck understand what was going on. My mama was out fucking us all here. His dumb ass. Well, I guess it's, I guess so. I guess that's cool. <laughs> I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Bye, nigga. I ain't cool. I see you when I see you. Get this tattoo. And then so I don't even know how I like. 
heard my mom having a conversation, but I do remember hearing her talking to someone on the phone. I'm assuming it was either her sister, but it could one of her sisters, one of her friends, even my grandma. And she was like, this. she didn't say nothing. <laughs> like, I don't, or haven't provided for him or taken care of that he would even think to pick up the phone and call his dad after last Like, what would he have to do with this as far as if I think it's a bad idea I've been here to write you with you every day providing for you being for you how, how, how are you missing that and again I, I'm not wording it the, the way that she quite worded it mm-hmm. like it wasn't as harsh as I'm saying it now at 40 because she did realize I'm 16 years old yeah but it was still more so that I heard her saying that and I was thinking about it like she was right like fuck would I like why would I one like why didn't it register to me yeah. I love to be right you gonna find out about it. I love to be right so being I'm smart <laughs> even back then like, damn. <laughs> damn. Setup. my dumb ass oh that was a setup oh, she would've got me too I would've never like thought about that I was like <laughs> yeah, me thinking like damn that was a setup and just her seeing how I would play it and you know me wanting to make sure I purposely didn't get it. I don't think she never told me that I couldn't get it, but I, I, I purposely knew, I knew that she didn't want me to. Mm-hmm. Hence the call your dad thing, but I knew that she knew that he said yes and she heard that conversation, but I also purposely never wanted to get any tattoos or went and got that tattoo because I wanted to know that I heard her and appreciated, you know, what she has always done for me. So if it was against her wishes, then I wouldn't. So. That's wow. the why I don't have any tattoos. Wow, that's interesting. I took took my mom for granted for a moment, so I I, I wrote it down in my head to never do that again, and hence, never one of my tributes to that is never having a tattoo. Yo, I know I'm the doctor of love. I don't even think she knows that. Either. But Spike is definitely Doctor no Lou over here today. This man's this man's coaching the young men today, brother. Y'all hear me? Man, the people said this is what they like and want to hear. No, I love it. They said that, man. That's what they no. said. That's what they want to hear. They said you bring it out too, man. So shout <laughs> out to you. Man, we're right on. About two TV dads. Wait. You sent me a list of 31 TV dads. We had to choose a black one. Like we, we Oh, no, 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 no. Ain't got to be a black I was one. Wondering. I, it I just. I had uh, somebody in here, but I was wondering, like, would I choose a black TV dad if I had to choose a TV dad? I mean, I, I think that I would think you'd be out of your mind if you didn't choose this one particular one. But, you know, you know who. Come on. Uncle Phil, bro. Uncle Phil is the goat, right? Come on. Cole kind of embellished it a little bit, too, he, and made people like lean into thinking that. Yeah. But Uncle Phil was good. What what made Uncle Phil the guy for you, though? Like TV dads. That, that's the guy that you wish could have been in your house? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, well, Actually, I picked about five oh, for different man, reasons. I, I didn't see this. I I didn't see five that were worthy. I ain't oh man, really? This guy doesn't watch television. Clearly, what? you don't. All right, man. Come on, come on, come on, man. You want me to go first? You your five. Let me look back over these lists. All right. So y'all, I got Flex Washington from the show One on One. I got Philip Banks. Y'all know Uncle Phil, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I got Michael Kyle. For my wife and kids, I got Carl Winslow, Family Matters, and I got Bernie Mac. Uh, and they all for different reasons. 
So if I could be brief, Flex Washington, to me, it's hard. Like Flex Washington and Michael Kyle, they're kind of right in the same realm. They were kind of, but Flex Washington was that young, cool dad where like his, huh? What was Michael Kyle? Michael Kyle from My Wife and Kids. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but Flex Washington was to me the first cool young dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, he showed us, for me, he showed us what it's like to not be with your, you know, um, the mother of your child and still be popping. They eventually had a good relationship. They wrestled with the idea of possibly getting back together, but didn't. But he was very close with his daughter. He was cool. He was nice looking, had a dope job, had a dope crib. And he was real chill with his daughter, but he didn't play at the same time. And he was not about to have any kind of boys dating his daughter. Like he was just a cool fly dad. I felt like, like you didn't see that to me, like on that level, like to me, he was just way ahead of his time. And Michael Kyle's kind of similar in that way, but he wasn't as fly, but he was kind of still the young, younger family dad versus Flex Washington, like the young single dad. Um, Bernie Mac, I just like it for the simple fact that, uh, you know, he took care of, you know, his sister's kids. And I know it's kind of it's kind of related to his real life situation. I know he spoke about it in one of his stand ups. Uh, I thought it was cool. I'm not a big Bernie Mac fan, but there was aspects. Whoa, whoa what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You don't a, like I'm his not, comedy? Nah, not really. You're not a fan of comedy. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I'm not a fan of comedy because of Bernie Mac. That's Bernie. the standard. Dude, that's nuts. Everybody like Bernie Mac, bro. Nah. But go bro. ahead. I, I mean, all right, man. You, I, I'm not a, I love that. Okay. But just, uh, but just, you know, Carl Winslow, he, he's a traditional dad. We, we love him. Like, but the, the king, Philip Banks. Um, y'all heard the clip. Uh, Uncle Phil, he just, embodied everything and yeah we j cole did make uncle phil even hotter and rest in peace to james avery but him stepping in and being that type of uncle to will being uh there's an episode that he has and i'm I'm gonna pass it back to you spike but there's this episode they have where like an old friend of theirs him and vivian dark skin vivian to be specific and they were protesting and and will was getting behind her and he liked her a lot their their friend their family friend Mm -hmm. and there's this moment where she the friend uh tried to get with uncle phil like kind of snapped on him because he was a judge and say oh you seem to forgot where you came from right and then that nigga just snapped and it was so dope how he did it he said, I ain't never forgot. You forgot I was out there with you. I ain't never forgot where I came from. I just choose to fight the system from uh, from a different perspective. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, so don't, you know, don't turn your lip up at me. So he was a man's man, but he was cool. He had a beautiful wife. Uh, had, You know, he was living good, man. Like, come on, Uncle Phil, bro. Like, I can go on all day, but I, I'm going to have you out here for a whole nother hour on the dissertation of Philip Banks here. Yeah, man, I love Uncle Phil, man. I like Uncle Phil. He was successful. I like that part about it. Most I got a different list. Okay, um, I like Robert James. I had to pick three like you did. I like Robert James, Dwayne Martin on with his little boy. Bobby. Oh yeah, yeah. He the was whole, uh, extended family thing with him and uh, was that Lisa Ray? Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, him, Lisa Ray, and uh, at least Neil. He had 
means. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he had to. For obvious reasons, him. Shouts out to Jada and Will, executive producer. Yeah, I used to watch all of us every morning before I went to school. But that my next was from a drama, and these two are more recent. Uh, my next two. You watch This Is Us? I I watched maybe three, four episodes. My guy that plays Randall, I can't think of his name. Oh yeah, the black man. Uh, um, I know him. He was on Black Pan. He's he, he's a really good actor. I know who you're talking a, about. Uh, he won an Emmy not too long ago. Yeah, he, he should. He, on this is us. Yeah, but him. Yeah, one hundred percent. He that that is the type of the, even his relationship with his wife and Beth and how he handles his kids. That's that's what I see as like the perfect. They nailed it. He ain't Sterling too, K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Yep. He ain't too much one way or the other. He's mm-hmm. just like exactly what you're looking for mm-hmm. for a TV dad for today's generation. So mm-hmm. that would be my second one. My last one, Blackish, Dre. Like Dre is uh, okay. like he is better than Uncle Phil. I don't even stop like, new number one to be I'm honest. cutting you off, dog. Dre, if I were playing a dad on TV, it would be Dre. From he he fly he flyer than any nigga on the list. Easy. Easily dresses better than any. I mean, if Flex Washington was in this era, then he would have been flyer to him. Hands down. He had that crispy ass hairline like back then? Nah. Come maybe, on, dog. Maybe, maybe. But Dre, we know. He is the flyer though. Dre's flyer. So that, fly. that too. Is, what was it? Trace Ellis Ross? Like shit. Come on. I, I mean go with Dre. And, and like Dre was I, I liked how with blackish, even as a whole, how they put the messaging in there and mixed the medicine with the candy per se. Like it was good how those messages were relayed on that show. Um, it was a really dope show. I actually didn't even finish it. I need to get caught up and finish it. I know it went off the air, but I do think in today's times that Dre is like the one of the, from a comedy perspective, mm-hmm. okay, Brown from a drama perspective, mm-hmm. but that's what you want to see on TV. I was proud. Looking at those two guys in the world that has evolved mm-hmm. into the black dad. So I love those. Basing off that, since both of us gave our list and we talked about this for 10 or 15 minutes, I don't know if this was on purpose on your part. <laughs> I just thought of this as we were doing this. And there's an obvious answer here that would have been like easily said unanimously three, four, five years ago. So clearly his reputation has been torn. Oh man. By the legacy of what we think that happened. Because there there was a unanimous number of one for yeah. everybody yeah. up yep. until three or four years ago and people was even saying, Oh, it ain't gonna affect his legacy, but clearly it has, because I literally just not thought of it. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. no. <laughs> you didn't even think of it, did you? Nah, it was on the list that I remember but to be honest, well, I'll let you finish what you're saying, then I'll jump in. No, I was done. I was just saying I didn't even think of it. To be honest, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't big on the show. So it it wasn't gonna be that for me because I wasn't I was more on the spinoff, but I wasn't big on the show. I'm not gonna not acknowledge. I ain't gonna do it like that. Like what was going on in your life? Let's talk to Dr. Lou, man. <laughs> Dr. Lou. Watch the fucking Cosby. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. I think just, they were just neglected as a child. Like they either they was out roughest <laughs> of lives, or either like their parents didn't let them do shit. Like they were one of the two extremes. <laughs> you set it up. I, I mean, to me, honestly, bro, it just I don't know, man. I don't 
he was just corny to me, dog. I'm sorry. Like that's that's why I have the type of dads I have. Like Uncle Phil was a little looser to me than he was. He was a respectable, uh, Cliff Huxtable, respectable man, and we know the whole story about they wanted him to be a trash man, garbage man, or whatever. He he chose he wanted to do something different, but I just. It was always cheesy to me. Wanted to be a garbage man? No, no. I think it's NBC or ABC. They originally wanted his character to be. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, "Nah, why don't we have a black example? Like, let him be a doctor. Let them both have like, you know, I mean, legitimate, great jobs. You know, I'm saying careers. But I, I just, it was always kind of cheesy to me, bro. I, I I respect what it's done. You know what I mean? But I, it just always was kind of like, as soon as I see the intro and I start seeing the jazz and the weird, like the weird looks on his face, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> right? Somebody can hear the jazz music right now. They're like, yep, I know what this nigga talking about. Doing a little ugly face. Yeah, a little ugly pudding face, bro. <laughs> like, so let me ask you I sent you a couple of songs mm-hmm. uh, that uh, my favorite. Only two I think I've ever heard by far one anyway. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that stuck out to me. Did you listen? You said which ones? The Dynasty song, uh, Where Have uh, You Been? And Off the Reason, Benny Siegel. I think it's I Still Got Love. I tell you what, I listened to. I would actually. Heard yeah. I've heard of them, like the title. Not the beanie one, but the J ones. Funny side note, real quick before we get into this music. Yeah. The funniest feedback text that I received of us doing this nigga who takes me out of the room. It's like, man, I got to hit that Ryan Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> bro, it's bang. It's fire, dog. I Don't said, play. I said, man, I, I do too, bro. I thought the same thing. But go ahead. Man, I, I'm t- oh, we'll come back to that, but. I listened to a song. Well, I listened to your playlist because I I didn't end up getting around to those, but I did. I was listening to your playlist. The uh, what was it tough stuff? Yes. So Spike, uh, you know, what I mean, this is why he's Doctor Lou because he be going through some things, and he sent that playlist today. And I really had to check on my man's like, you good, bro? Because I mean, I'm hearing I'm hearing Boosie right now talk about going through some things. I'm hearing this Jay Z song talking about his mom and i'm like yo what what is going on right now i'm like <laughs> and then then next thing you know i, I about shed a tear when living the sky came on i'm like all right bro all right bro what's up like what, what you send me this for what you try to say man so but now nah, the, the the playlist was was heat i mean i couldn't get through all of his four hours like at least with ace hood i didn't send you <laughs> four hours <laughs> My playlist is four hours of complete flames with Ace Hood. Probably. Oh, yeah. Ace really? Hood is like, are there any flames? Are there any? It's hard for me to listen to music like that, man. Like, I don't like, like, as you see with the playlist that I sit through, I don't like up tempo, like, Ace Hood music. I ain't putting on, like. So he's not overly animated. So then what is he then? Because you say you don't like overly cool. animated. That like that's that's oh my, this guy. And, and like, you, so you want you want some like born bogged down like yeah, I was in the cut the other day. Niggas had to strap. Bag. I got that. Yes, yeah. Throw a little I, soul hook on there. Don't. I, well, I tell you what. Don't worry about Ryan Leslie. Don't even worry about Ryan Leslie. Don't even worry about. Don't even worry about it. 
Don't even worry about it, bro. Yeah, that's my bag, though. Like, I ain't even, like, I ain't even gonna hold you. So that's why that playlist sound like it. And it don't even, I got, I ain't even gotta be in a bad mood. My homeboy said to me, Sam, he was like, man, I'll tell you to send me a playlist, bro. I'll be fucking over here crying, drinking, and <laughs> shit. So oh, I yeah. did make it a point to make a, a, a more upbeat playlist. Mm-hmm. I wanna have, I'm still working on that. I sent that over to you, too. So we'll see what you think about the more upbeat try. Mm-hmm. Made it to it, but um, the Ace Hood was enough for me, bro. Like I, I can't listen to the guys that I don't relate to. I just don't. I don't like nothing about what he's talking about. Like it's just. It's, that's how. See, that's how I feel about Jay Z. Go into it with a perception, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's part of what we've been talking about with the theme of the episode. Yeah. Your person that you see is your father figure, big bro, role model. Mm-hmm. That's the type of music that I listen to. Like what mm. you guys seen that I have in? What struggles have you gone through? Like mm. what can I learn from this? What game is you giving to me? I don't get none of that from I feel like the hell on the same level. <laughs> That's a shame, bro. Cause he he has so much like different things. Well, I He's listened. I ain't said I didn't listen. That that but I, that one wasn't the one for it. I was giving you that because that was kind of supposed to be like a a motivation. You going up Stone Mountain workout type shit. I didn't. I wasn't giving you like the deep cuts. I wasn't giving you the Jay Z B side, son. Huh? Ace Hood got deep cuts? Oh my gosh. This guy. This is gonna be a reoccurring joke, watch. This nigga. But that's why, but I, I feel you, but that's how I be feeling about Jay Z. Like I I feel I be feeling like that about Jay. Like I be people be like, uh, I like uh, you know. You never you just don't think Jay is a dude. But that ain't that's normal. I tell you what, I listened to Reasonable Doubt last summer. Again, I've heard it before. I said, oh, okay, I get it. I had to go back. I was like, okay, I get it. But I, I don't. He's cool to me. Like I, I don't think he's the best MC. He's not to me. He's not better than Tupac, because I don't feel him like that. He lyrically is, but like overall, that ain't a stretch to say. Like Tupac is known. Well, people, but people just drop him out like they do with the the MJ Lebron conversation. They drop Kobe out like quick. I'm like, excuse me. Who? But with that being said, with back to Jay Z. Okay, I will let you ride, man. I will let you roll. This is yeah, this is conversation here. One day when football season starts, we talk sports. But all right, <laughs> I just don't think that um, like Tupac and and, and saying that he's better than Jay Z ain't a big surprise. Like, give me more when you say Jay Z don't do nothing for you. When people say he's the greatest ever, like, do you think that Wayne is better than him? No. But like, do you say you okay? So you're just saying that you really don't relate to his music? Yeah, I don't. I I don't. I don't be feeling him. Like he be saying it, but I don't feel him. Like he. That's why I be like, I feel like you more of a. And this is not a slighted thing, but you're more of a Drake guy and Tupac. Like that is more. Oh yeah. Feeling for you. Yeah. I think people that like Jay Z's music, mm-hmm. it's more about the experience. Mm-hmm. Same thing like they they. Have seen people in that light, want to see themselves in that light. The whole, mm-hmm. you know, I lost mafioso, bounce back, rags of riches. Same thing with Jeezy, like it's yeah. more so, it ain't about anything else other than the experience. When you listening to that, like it's the like I'm listening for the experience of what these niggas have been through, and it ain't the same. That that ain't the same with Pac and Drake, like you said. Like they mm-hmm. say that shit, it makes you feel. Good. <laughs> Oh, Jeezy and niggas like But I feel Jeezy though. You do feel Jeezy. I do. I, I, Tell me more about that. Like, I think it's just it's a certain nonchalantness that I don't like. 
Like that's why I think we're, we're opposite Because you said Like for you You almost prefer that Because outside of that You feel like you too animated Like so you almost prefer It seemed like more of a nonchalant But let your words do the talking And I'm more of a Performative But not like Kendrick doing a, The high pick shit But like You know what I mean Andre 3 Like Tupac Yeah like Tupac Like you know what I mean Where you, you letting the, Like the words that are coming out The way you're saying it like I don't know, but all right, I feel you, bro. That's that's cool. I, this is this is probably the part of the show where we always go <laughs> probably laugh and disagree because we always got different look outlooks. So one more thing about the performative is the same thing with comedy because Bernie Mac is kind of performative. You don't like that style of comedy? No, it's different. Is it the opposite for comedy? Yeah, I think I think that my comedy is. So we'll, 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 low, what'd you say? I was gonna say low hand. Never really even thought about that until you asked me. But my, that's my preferred style through most entertainment. Like I prefer subtle, subtle works for me. So when you're talking about Jay Z and it's the subtleness of it being a three, four bar on top. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about comedy, it's the subtleness of Dave Chappelle taking mm-hmm. it all the way around the world and getting there. Or when we were talking about uh, Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. the subtleness of eight episodes, the last scene is when you, oh, okay. So, yeah, you're right. I never even thought about that until you were just speaking of the animation versus other. But, but so don't you, but don't, but. As far as entertainment. But, but. It's like, if it looks like you're trying too hard, I'm immediately turned off. Oh, oh no, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm like that too. Like, with my, my style and everything I do, I'm, huh? Media. That's how I feel about Isaiah. But he's been that way the entire time, so that's really who he is. That ain't him. Like that's what I'm saying. He, Jeezy, like I got two bricks. Yeah, then I turned around, slapped him with two bricks. Oh, he said the same thing twice. And he's overselling the same two lines. Like I said it a second time, and it's harder because I said it this time. Nah, nah. Come on. But 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 look, but what I'm saying is subtle though. Jeezy was subtle like no, bro. In a white team, white ones. Bro, the depiction was subtle, but he wasn't subtle. Yeah, but I know he was subtle. If you didn't know what you were listening for, like niggas when he when 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 niggas heard like when they talking about Elf Voices, you couldn't walk a mile in my Elf Voices, and I could fit a hundred thousand in these Sean John jeans. Like that means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Like when niggas talking about I can fit a hundred thousand in these jeans, like it's niggas that did. And that's subtle. These, yeah, like it's a subtle thing. It ain't like <laughs> it's hard to explain. Man. I, I think that, to, but it's hard to explain it as far as what I'm saying. When, yeah. When I'm speaking of Jeezy being subtle, it's like just his terminology. Like Jeezy will drop some numbers in here in his rhymes or, or say some type of term that like if you ain't been out here in the game like you don't know what he talking about it's just gonna go straight over your head you're gonna think it's just another bar so that's what I mean with subtle by like, so less is more yes okay well then go listen to that Ryan Leslie album less is more circumstances <laughs> in the entertainment circumstances strictly I ain't talking about nowhere else though. what'd you say I said well then if less is more go listen to Ryan Leslie's album less is more that's the one I'm talking about, y'all. Once, <laughs> I, 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 
I, I, bro, I, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to do the music recommendations for one another because we don't have the same taste of music. Unless you just want to have this banter of me and you. Time at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, if we're going to do that, then we can, we can do this every time. But uh, I listen to that playlist. I'll tell you what I think. Well, you ain't gonna. Well, then, it, since you don't like that type of music, then you ain't gonna want the big energy. Why are you listen to all workout music, bro. Like, what are you doing all day? Like, what, bro, I didn't. But you, what you? No, nah, because you was like when I was trying to tell you, you was like, oh, you like the like more of the R and B. So I'm like, okay, let me try to meet this nigga's world, and yeah. I don't know, like try to well, find some like. But you saying I ain't gonna like it like it was animated. It's R and B. I need some new R and B. I'll take that. I can send you. I can send you R and B playlist. I mean. I got a, I got like a 900 song playlist called Songs I Grew Up On. Okay. It's literally like from a little boy all the way to like going to college. But that ain't something I would send nobody because that's just my own personal. Uh, but yeah, we'll, I figured out one day I'm going to send something. You'll be like, yo, bro, that was it. <laughs> so one day I'm hoping for that. Day. So another week in the books. Yeah. Producer Mo. Great conversations. I got a homework assignment for you. Okay. Yep. Real quick before we get out of here with the homework, mm-hmm. before scheduling, we gonna we decided that we're gonna come up with a day that we will share with y'all on the feed, and we'll be dropping these consistently. But for now, just continue to check refresher fees, and we'll have it in there for you on Friday. But when we get that permanent date, we're gonna drop it on your head top. What homework assignment you got for me? Okay, the homework assignment is it's a show. Um, check out. I say check out two episodes. I'm not gonna try to overkill the homework here. It's called Heels. Uh, it's basically oh, a girl in there. I like her. Who? The lead, the, lead, the blonde lady, Patricia Arquette. Oh no no no! You're talking about the wrestling show. Excuse yes. me. Yes. No, no, you're talking about the wrestling show. It's so you've seen this? I've seen a preview and I watched a minute of it and cut it off. But it was just because I was doing something. Else. Okay. Well, I've seen and heard a little bit about it. Well, were you? You say you were? Yes. Oh, finally. God. Oh, man. As I say, if he don't, man, I don't know if I could be, I don't know if I could talk to this guy. (laughs) No, I'm just. My mom's boyfriend told me it wasn't real no more. I just couldn't understand. Yeah, that was worse than, yeah, that was the worst. But, so it's called, it's called Hills. You've seen the clip or whatever. It's, it's, it's a, a quick synopsis. Hill is a term that they use in wrestling. Of course, you know, it's for like the villain as they use for like the good guy in wrestling is babyface. So the show's called Hills. It's about two brothers and rivals and they're going at each other and one of the brothers is trying to build up this, uh, federation, ironically, in Georgia. And I think that you would like it because it speaks volumes to this small part of the of Georgia of these this brother taking on his father's legacy of this league, this wrestling league. And he's trying to get it from being uh, regional to like being, you know, uh, nationwide. So he's writing the script, you know, the business aspect of him actually being one of the characters in it and then struggling with his home life with his wife and his son and then his brother. You know, I think that you will really enjoy the premise, especially because I know that you're really into business. I think you can respect like the the passion that and the uh, consistency and the dedication it takes to really get your league from just being in this small town in Georgia to nationwide. And so I just finished the finale the other day. It's like eight episodes, I believe. Showtime, right? Stars. Stars. 
Yeah. So that that is my uh that is my home homework for you. Just maybe check out an episode or two when you really got some time. Absolutely. I'm always down for a brand new TV show. Mine is to check the the playlist. Let's check the playlist out. Uh, which one? Either one of them. I'm gonna send you two more. You just tell me what you. The, 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 no more sad stuff, man. No more sad stuff. I no more sad stuff. A good one. <laughs> it's another week in the books. My man Mo producing this thing. I am Spike Lou. You can find me everywhere on your social sites. I am Spike Lou Mo. Let them know your socials and your IG, man. Somebody hit me up asking about it. So, man, give me your socials. I'm a shot. Shout out to them. If y'all want to find me on IG, it's uh, the underscore conceptual underscore Maurice Hunt the three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and sh- <laughs> shameless plug as we as we get out of here. If y'all haven't already, go check out my audio drama series. It's called Roll. The audio drama series R O L E. I've done three seasons: voice acting, writing, producing, all of that. If y'all into like fiction podcasts, audio book style type of narration, go check that out, man. Absolutely, tap into that, and as always, rate, subscribe, like all the podcasts and associated with the one that you're listening to. I am Spike Lee. Catch me every Wednesday on the On Deck TV show with my mm-hmm. man Brown. Yes, sir. Books every Friday for now.